Good morning. This is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called, Does God Still Heal? It's a long one, but it's worth your time. You know, some people believe God does still heal. Some say he does not. But ask someone who was the recipient of his miraculous healing, and she has no doubts, like me. Why do I ask? Take a look at what was going on in Jerusalem. The apostles performed many signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colonnade. No one else dared join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Crowds gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by impure spirits, and all of them were healed. All of them. God is still in the miraculous healing business. I know because he healed my boy. This story needs to be retold occasionally because it tells of God's mercy, grace, and power. Many folks add in over the course of a year to these morning briefings, people who also need to experience miraculous answers to prayer in their lives. See, when you and I come face to face with God's mighty power, it changes everything. I mean everything. Our family of six had just moved to San Clemente, California from the San Francisco Bay Area. About a month after we moved into our house, our two-year-old Danny, who's now 18, came walking into our room and he was limping. This was a kid who could already manage a skateboard pretty well, so it was most unusual that he didn't even want to walk by mid-morning. I found a pediatrician who looked him over and said, Oh, there's nothing wrong with your boy, except for a little ear infection. We'll put him on Zithermax, and he'll be fine. He limped the next day, and the next day after that. On Thursday, I took him back to the doctor, now with swelling around his eyes as well. The doctor again told me he could find nothing wrong. He patted me on the back and sent me home, assured me that nothing was really wrong with Danny. Sunday evening, when I took him upstairs to give him a bath, his diaper was drenched with dark red blood. Over the phone, the doctor said, pack your bag and take him to the hospital. He is very sick. I soon learned that his kidneys had failed, but Chalk Mission could not diagnose what had caused it or give us any prognosis for getting well. His blood pressure, sodium, potassium, and cholesterol were off the charts. The normal benchmark for the kidneys, BUN, a normal was 5 to 20. Danny's, 83. Creatinine, normal, 0.2 to 0.6. Danny's, 1.3. Tests, IVs, no answers. Sent us home after six days. That week, I left the hospital to attend my daughter's high school volleyball game where a woman I did not know approached me and told me she knew about my boy. Honey, she said, 
we're going to ask God for a miracle. We bowed our heads, and that's just what she prayed, that God would do a miracle and heal my son. More blood tests several days later, and then we got the call that Danny was in serious trouble. We were to take him to CHOP, Children's Hospital of Orange County, Orange, ICU, immediately. They readied him for a needle biopsy, but then we waited and waited. Finally, a team of hematologists came in and said they couldn't do it. He had a bleeding disorder as well, von Willebrand disease, and would bleed to death on the table. They scheduled him for surgery the next day. This was the day that I met God in the surreal place that is the pediatric ICU ward. I mean, I met him in his word, held him at his word, and leaned on his promises like my mama had taught me to do and to sing when I was a wee child. The renal biopsy went off without a hitch. But again, we were sent home with no diagnosis and no prognosis. Lots of medication, including steroids and blood pressure meds. He continued losing blood, and the best we could hope for would be transplants. Needless to say, it was a scary time. Finally, on Monday evening, the kidney specialist called. Well, this has been most unusual from the start, the Israeli-trained Jewish nephrologist said. Danny does indeed have a kidney disorder. Actually, three of them. ATN, acute tubular necrosis, post-infectious nephritis, and an allergic reaction to the Zithromax. Then she said this, but all will reverse themselves, will not require treatment, and will not leave lasting damage. I stood there in my driveway in what can only be called a holy moment. Dr. Benezer, I said, I would like to think that God has done a miracle. She was very quiet for a moment and then said, I would say you are 100% correct. Danny's miracle was spread over a couple months' time, meaning that he was not healed instantly, but then he was well. He was not just well, but ever since, he's been kind of like, well, well, only better. All boy. Daring, a great athlete, and funny as all get out. You get the idea. The apostles in Jerusalem were not set apart as the only ones to receive the miraculous healing of God in their midst. No way. God is still in the healing business. So here's the question. What are you trusting God for? What miracle will God do in your life if you asked him. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. James 1, verse 17. And the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. Zephaniah 3, 17. Maybe now is the time that you should ask God for a miracle.